My name is Ronika Jacobs and you found my podcast, Strive for More, Your Best Life Now. While there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, you've taken the time out to listen to this one. So for that, I would like to say thank you. So without any further delay, let's get to it. Let's strive for more. My next guest, Lori Herbert, is helping people strive for more in the area of personal growth and development. Lori is a life coach, certified educator, author, and entrepreneur. She is passionate about leading others to their truth, purpose, and learning how to fall in love with life and every aspect of it. Her number one goal in life is to change the world through a movement of love from the soul. In this episode, she will explain how to explore your life purpose through talent and passion. Hi, Lori. Welcome. Thank you so much for being a guest on my show. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for asking. (laughs) I love the fact that we share something in common. We're both educators, and, you know, I feel very passionate about the field of education right now because it's almost like we're holding our country in our hands <laughs> as to what we need to right. do moving forward. Yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so you recently made the transition to full-time entrepreneur. How does it feel to finally be in charge of your own time? Um, awesome. <laughs> A little scary. Um, like I keep telling my daughter, I'm like, I am busier now than when I was teaching and working on my master's degree. <laughs> like, I'm so busy. It's it's crazy. But yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. So then what exactly drew you to life coaching? I mean, some people don't realize we kind of as educators, we kind of are already life coaches yes. <laughs> sometimes. Uh but you know, more specifically to kind of step out there and and make this a career for yourself. What drew you to that? I think my whole life I was geared towards that. Um I grew up emotionally abused and so I struggled a lot personally and then um, I got to teach kids that were locked up and so what I loved about that job was actually being able to sit down and encourage them and tell them that their education is something no one can take that from you so because a lot of them would you know lose their credits because they got shuffled around so much and I remember one in particular she was so upset because she's like I know I've taken this class before I'm just going to give up because everyone says I'm going to fail anyway and that's when I'm like no, you proved them wrong. You, you've you already learned this, so you can get through this again, and I know it stinks, but you can do this. And so that is just the piece of me that I've always been empowering people. And just growing up, everyone would come to me when they were sad or if somebody was mean to them. I was just that person. And so, yeah, I'm just stepping into it fully now. I've embraced it. That is wonderful, wonderful. Wow, working with 
uh, students who have been incarcerated, I'm sure that was every day there was a touching story or and at times, you know, it really touched in, in your heart space, I'm sure. They did. They, some of their stories were heartbreaking, but at the same time, like, I got to be that person that showed them it's okay. It's okay to say, hey, I'm having a really bad day. Can I just have five minutes before we get started? And they'd be like, I can do that? I'm like, yes. So, yeah, it's just, you know, teaching them that it's acceptable to have feelings and it's okay to say, wait, I need a minute because right now I just have too many. I can't handle it. I can't add more to this right now. And I loved that piece of that is just being able to sit down and be like, it's okay. And to have that, and to be that person that gave them no judgment, like it's all right. We're all human. We all make mistakes and we all go through things. And so, yeah, I loved, I missed that piece actually. Well, you know, it's great that you were there for them, Lori, um, especially when, obviously, if they're incarcerated, they already face enough judgment as it is, but you were right there by their side. So I can definitely see, um, and especially if you jo- enjoyed that, then I can see how you, were draw- you would be drawn to life coaching. Now, I understand there are people who are reluctant to contact a life coach. What can you say to someone to, ease, to help ease the discomfort? Well, I was thinking about that, too. Like, first of all, when you are struggling so much, I think that question comes in my mind is, like, how long do you want to keep struggling? When is it okay to say, you know, I need some help, I need some guidance? And plus, being the person that gets to choose that life coach, like, you're, you're in control of that. So if you find someone that you don't feel quite safe with, then you can choose another one. So find someone that is there for you, and will make you feel safe enough to be open, and that's not going to have any judgment on you, and it's going to help you be guided to your beliefs and your needs, not theirs. So, yeah, so, I mean, for me, like, I even reached out, and that's how I kind of got onto this path of taking coaching certifications was because of that mentor as they were teaching me. Like, that was so invaluable to have someone who's been through the struggle and made it to the other side. So why not get someone that can help you get through it instead of just staying in, like stagnating in it, get through it? No, that makes so much sense. Now, you know, there's, there are many things about, like, find your passion, find your purpose, know your why. But what if you don't know where to start? I mean, there may be some things that someone may want to do, but how do they know if it's truly a passion or a purpose? Okay, so passion to me is like I'm very passionate about singing, but I'm not a singer. (laughs) And I'm very passionate about painting, mostly because I cannot draw and I found out I can actually paint, but I'm not a painter. So for me to really figure out my purpose, first of all, I spent so much time, like I said, I came from an abusive home. I had to really find myself and I had to um, do self-care and start to nurture myself as if, you know, like I would my daughter, Like, I had to take care of myself. And once I started doing that, I started understanding the things that I liked. And so when I really knew what my purpose was is because it wasn't so much why. It was the question was, well, what if I never did it? And it literally felt like for me to not go out and help people find love for themselves makes me really feel like a piece of me like will die if I can't do it. So I know that is my purpose. So I guess for me I'm thinking that if it is something that you just absolutely – have to do that if you can't do it it literally pains you then that is definitely your purpose 
No, I can understand that. I've realized that doing this podcast and each guest that I speak to and every time it's time to edit an episode or upload an episode, I get so much joy from that um, and, and, and satisfaction from it. And I, I just feel like, you know, I get to share the wisdom and the expertise of these great people to the world. And I, I can understand how I can, I understand that feeling of like, I, and I just can't stop like every week. Like I'm like, I, I got to get ready. I got to publish some episodes. Um, and it's something that really resonates with me. So I guess it's a little bit like that. Yeah. Like if you said to yourself, okay, I'm not going to do any more episodes and I'm not going to upload them anymore. How does that make you feel? Well, I know for sure I would feel strange. I would, I would feel right? strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would be like, no, I owe this to the world. <laughs> That's how I feel. Yeah, I feel like I, gotta. Oh, I owe this to someone because they're striving for more. So I owe this to someone. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. So another thing that happens to people is someone else defines their purpose for them. And what I mean by that, of course, we've all been, you know, children and we have our parents or grandparents or aunts and uncles and they say, oh, you're so smart, you're going to grow up and you're going to be a doctor or you're going to grow up and you're going to be a lawyer or, or an engineer. So it's almost like people defined, they define our purpose for us. So what can you say to those who feel their life's mission or purpose is being orchestrated by someone else? So one of my biggest things I always say is don't allow someone else's words to become your truth. Because I believed what I was being told, and, like, it took me years to go to college because I really believed that I wasn't stupid. So on the flip side, you know, someone actually saying that you're really smart because, like, my daughter's super smart, and when she told me she wanted to go into engineering, I was kind of like, uh, but that's her purpose. Like, that's her thing. And so I learned to be like, okay, it's your life. So I guess would be, you know, Live your purpose. Find that thing that makes you go, ugh, I can't do it. I just feel, ugh. <laughs> so be you. Don't use someone else's words to be your truth. Make your own truth. And I'm glad that you brought up, you know, your experience being a negative experience, where it's like the one I mm-hmm. mentioned before, yes, was a very positive one. But what about for the people that, that their experience was similar to yours? I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of these kids, that, you know, found themselves in trouble and had to deal with caseworkers and lawyers and judges. And they understood that I knew what it felt like to feel so unwanted and so unworthy that I could connect with them and and say, look at me. Like, I was told I wasn't smart enough to go to college, and I graduated with honors. (laughs) I'm like, don't let people decide for you. This is your world. This is your life. You write your story. Don't let anyone else write it for you. No, I understand that. You're right, you're right. The pen and paper is yours. So you talk often about falling into love with life. Can you explain what you mean by that? Um, yeah. Um, so that was another thing that I struggled with, that, that self-love, that self-worth. I didn't have it for so long that I literally spent my whole life chasing love outside of me. I thought it literally had to come from someone. They had to give it to me in order for me to have it. And since I grew up being told I was stupid and worthless and unwanted, I thought that there wasn't any love for me. And so when I started really diving into finding love, because it literally became like this quest, like I was going to find it, dang it. And, um, I, and I've always liked nature. And so there's something about when I step out into nature, and if you just really pay attention to all life, like all living things came from love. 
And once I started to understand that, and I actually started visualizing that when I would inhale, I would actually breathe in love into me, and I would fill up so much that it would just create this huge bubble around me of love, and that we can draw into all of creation that love. So, like, love is in everything, and it changed my whole world when I understood how much love there was. And so when I got to that point, like, I was just so full of love. Like, and that's how I found my purpose, too, is when I realized, oh, my gosh, this love is ginormous. And love is never-ending. It's constantly growing because life is constantly moving. And so that is what I mean when I fall in love with life because all life came from love. Yes, all life came from love. I love it. So your company yeah. is called Soul <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your company is called Soul Love Legacy. Where did the inspiration come from for this name? Okay, so again when I when I really fell, like I literally felt like I fell into love. Like I just one day was like, Oh my god, it's like in everything. And so to me that comes from your soul. Because you always you're connected your mind, body and soul. So to me soul is like your heart and it's where all love comes from. And so, and for the longest time, I was just stuck on soul love, and I felt like, I'm like, something's missing from that. And so then I realized, well, my legacy is to help people fall into soul love, like to understand the the enormity of how much love they actually have within them that they can pull, I mean, you can literally pull love from everything and just expand on it. And when I started thinking about, like, if how many, like, if I can even get half of the world to understand their self-worth and how much love they have just for themselves. Could you imagine how different this world would be that we live in? And that's when I realized, oh, it's, it's my legacy is to change, you know, soul love. <laughs> that's so soul love legacy. That's kind of how that came to be. Man, Lori, you have said something really powerful that I don't know if most people have thought about that. Like, what is their legacy? What are they leaving behind? And it doesn't necessarily, right? It doesn't have to be something materialistic, right? It's, it's, right. I guess it's deeper than that. Right, yeah. And, like, for my mom, she just, she knew, you know, when, and when she was younger that she just wanted to be a mom. She just wanted to have kids. That was her legacy was to bring forth more life. So, I mean, all those moms at home, they're thinking, oh, I'm not doing anything. Yes, you are. <laughs> You're basically birthing love. With every new child that you bring into is more love into the world. And so, yeah, everyone has a legacy. Just need to figure out what it is and then do it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, Lori, I have one last question. And now this question uh, kind of is a little bit off from what we've been talking about. What's one book that changed your life once you read it? Um, it is by Beth Moore, and it's called So Long Insecurity, You've Been a Bad Friend to Us. <laughs> I love that book so much I bought a second one and gave it to my daughter because um, insecurity is like we feel like what we're going through nobody will understand. But like my daughter and I, we talk a lot, and just reading through that book, we're like we have those same insecurities she's talking about. So we, it's like we're all struggling with the same thing and then thinking we're all alone when, in fact, like so many of us have the exact same insecurity. And so that was a really powerful book to me. Wow. I'll, I'll have to get that. I, I really enjoy uh, listening to Beth Moore when she speaks, or um, I've read a couple of her books myself. Okay. So, Lori, it has been a pleasure talking to you. 
Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you being a guest here. And can you do me a favor? Can you please let everyone know how they can either purchase a copy of your book or book you for coaching services or even to speak? You can reach me at either soullovelegacy.com, which is my website, um, and my Instagram is also soullovelegacy. Um, my book, literally, that's so funny because I wrote a book a couple years ago, and then because of my journey, I've been on some of my beliefs changes, so I enlisted it for right now, but I wrote, I literally just reposted one today, <laughs> right before I called you, and I'm waiting for it to, up, to kind of upload and um, I will add that. Once I got the URL for it, I'll add it to my website. But you can email me through my website or get me on Instagram. You can find me on actually Facebook, too. I still, still love Legacy. But, yeah, my book is actually called Second Chances, How I Turned Hate into Love and Found My Purpose. I'm really excited. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Yes, and I, I that's a great title because we all deserve second chances. I, so often we think – we're one and done, but we don't have to be one and done. So that's a great title. Great, great title. Well, um, <laughs> any last words of encouragement for the listeners as they continue to strive for more? Um, the one thing I wanted to leave them with was, because we don't think about it like this, but you're actually in a relationship with yourself. And when you start thinking of it that way, <laughs> um, and you don't take care of yourself, and you don't, you know, take self-care time or do things you enjoy. Think about that. If you're in a relationship with someone else and you never think about them and do anything nice for them, they're not going to want to be with you for very long. So remember that. Like, you're in a relationship with yourself all the time. (laughs) So take care of you. That is my encouragement. Well, Lori, I wish nothing but blessings and abundance to you and your daughter and your family. Uh, Thank you so much. You are definitely striving for more. And I just really appreciate you that you're a person out here in this world that's, you know, trying to make your mark to make the world better and spreading the message of love and for people to leave their legacy. So I really appreciate you. Lori, take care. Continue to strive for more. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody. Have you taken the time to really think of your own legacy? What would you like people to say about you when they speak your name? I've spent some time thinking of this myself. I know I would like people to say I was caring, hardworking, a great supporter, and an amazing mom. That's the legacy I hope to leave. Share your legacy with me. Send me an email at striveformore at email.com. I would love to hear your legacy. You can also send me a voice message. Visit my website, and leave me a voice message on the About page using the SpeakPipe app. Continue to strive for more and live your best life now. See you in the next episode.